So you can talk about the new era, but it doesn't matter to me because I know what you really want. And I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you what you crave right now. Tonight, I give you the gift of Jericho. Drink it in, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bruiser Nation members of all ages, does everybody know what time it is? It's Bruise Cruise time! And Bruiser Nation Productions is proud to present Jason Bruiser McCarthy. And this week on the Bruise Cruise podcast, we are going to be reviewing the instant classic Kenny Omega vs. Chris Jericho from Wrestle Kingdom 12. And to really get the full effect, and also because I don't have New Japan World just yet, um, I did watch this with a Japanese commentary, and that was a lot of fun, actually. Like, I didn't know what they were saying, but it did make me pay attention a little bit more, so I knew what was going on. I mean, I know I've been watching wrestling for a long time, so I can usually pick up on what's going on in a matchup, but commentators are always important but it was kind of nice to hear like marking out for chris jericho in in japanese was was pretty sweet i forget what his name was but he was it was like he was yelling jericho over the the mountains in japan he was so happy to be calling a chris jericho match you can tell no matter what language someone is speaking when they are like incredibly marking out for a wrestler like you don't need to know the language when someone's marking out like that because uh it's pretty noticeable and from early on jericho uh, just attacks kenny omega these entrances were a little long by the way but no big deal i mean it's a big it's their wrestlemania so long entrances are to be expected but they weren't drawn out long they were just longer jericho just attacks kenny omega the second he gets in there and you know the kenny omega is the cleaner at this point in time and a huge pull apart huge pull apart with uh referees and the young bucks who accompanied kenny omega to to the ring and now jericho's just yelling and screaming start the match start the match start the match just get going off on the referee because it is no dq so he technically could and they finally do ring that bell and they just start going at each other like the blood feud all the way right and lefts and omega gets the early advantage gives Jericho an Irish whip and a big boot to the face forcing Chris Jericho into the corner taking chops hitting chops switching back and forth right hands vicious elbows and driving Omega in the corner for more chops and woos even in Japan you get woos when you start chop Jericho's whipped into the corner hits Omega with a boot to counter his momentum goes for the Frankensteiner oh Kenny 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 didn't know but he found out pretty quickly that it is most difficult to Frankensteiner Hurricane Rana whatever you want to call it it's quite difficult to do that to Chris Jericho, the pain maker, Y2J, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, lay champion. I could probably go on for five minutes, but there's some I've forgotten. You just can't 
can't do it. He always counters it into the walls of Jericho. I mean, it's like 90% of the time that's a specific Jericho spot. I'm not complaining because I really like the spot because it's kind of badass, but like it's a patented Jericho spot like all the legends have. They have specific things that they like to do. Now, the difference between Chris Jericho and The Rocks is that The Rocks and the Cenas and the Austins to a slightly lesser degree but still had their shtick. I mean, Ric Flair had his. The faces are always their big moves to get the crowd going. Well, the heels have to have different ones, and we all know Chris Jericho is a natural heel. But I digress because obviously I'm rambling right now on the Bruise Cruise podcast. Hopefully you are enjoying this excursion here on really the maiden new japan voyage here on the bruise cruise podcast so we're all kind of in this together as far as switching out who we're going to talk about what we're going to be talking about and what wrestling is really important to us and and i think that's a big part of it for me wrestling and wrestlers are what's important yeah you need the big money and everything else to make it work and get them paid but I'm a wrestler guy. I'm always going to be a talent guy first. I'm, I'm that way with my employees um, at, at my full-time job. That is essential because it's a grocery store. And so Jericho has Kenny Omega in the walls of Jericho by countering the Frankensteiner attempt by Kenny Omega. And Kenny is just grabs the ropes pretty quick. They were kind of close to the corner, but it's no DQ. So there's really not a lot the referee can do as a side to get off of him, get off of him, get off of him. Because I mean, rope breaks still count in no DQs, but when it's a submission hold, there's really not much the ref can do except for just pull them off. And after it very shortly, maybe another 20 seconds, Jericho does release it, starts taunting the crowd a little bit, yelling at the referee more about it being a no DQ. Then Omega just counters, tosses him out of the ring, pushes Jericho into the guardrail after Jericho counters a baseball slide attempt. Omega bouncing off the ropes. Another baseball slide. This time he hits it, forcing Jericho over the guardrail into the commentator's area. I'm sorry, over the barricade. No, wait, no, it is a guardrail. Over the guardrail, into the commentator's table. And here he comes, Kenny Omega. He's climbing the top rope. There's a reason why he's one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the world today. This man climbs to the top rope, jumps to the outside, over that guardrail I was just talking about, and completely misses Chris Jericho going all the way through the commentator's table onto the concrete floor. And this is now the second time I've watched this match and I still marked out like hardcore for it. I had to rewind it. I didn't really realize what I saw when I saw it. It was like, no way. Like, I did not just see that. I have to rewind this. Oh yeah, I did just see that. It was one of those, because I couldn't believe he, not only did he take the bump, but he jumped so far. Now Jericho has had plenty of time to recover, and he moves the pieces of the table and the TVs and all the equipment and puts Kenny Omega into the walls of Jericho again, and this time it's on the outside, so there's virtually nothing anybody can do. But of course, 
the referee is admonishing Chris Jericho in an ODQ match. Not to mention, did I mention this was in Japan? Because Jericho gets crazy in Japan. I mean, you know, he's full heel in AEW right now, but woo, when you send him over to Japan, he is something else entirely. Like, that man gets mean. I don't, you never see Jericho this mean. Like, he's a little dastardly. He does some mean stuff, but whoa. Like he just shoves this referee like four or five feet on the concrete floor. Dude hits a guardrail that's blocking a piece of the set. Another referee comes around. And then another referee comes out here, starts yelling at Chris Jericho. And he throws him in the walls of Jericho, for God's sakes. I mean, I'm telling you, he's mean. He was mean. Mean, over the top mean for Chris Jericho, like just a dastardly villain because he knew he it's what he had to do because he's such a legend, especially in Japan. But all this himming and hawing and yelling at the referees is great professional wrestling psychology because not only is he getting heat on him from the crowd, but also it gives Kenny Omega time to catch his breath, recover a little bit, and deliver a big boot to the face while Jericho has said referee in the walls of Jericho. And they're still outside fighting in the commentator's area. Omega hits Jericho with a TV, grabs another one, and just throws it at him. And these two just rights, lefts, elbows, whatever they can find, and they have absolutely destroyed the commentator's area. And for those of you listening today, if you haven't seen a big new Japan matchup before, it's a very small table with like four people commentating, and there's a couple of these, and then there's a lot of chairs all over but it's a big area so this place is just torn apart from this ridiculous brawl these two are having omega has control after all this brawling and craziness that has ensued after kenny threw the tv at chris jericho and he has placed chris jericho on a table that is placed on the apron and the guardrail he goes ahead and he climbs one of the sets It wasn't the same set area that the referee got thrown into, but it was one closer to the ring area and just delivers a vicious double stomp. I'd have to say it was at least 10 feet to the pain maker, Chris Jericho, from the stage set design pole through Jericho, through a table, onto the concrete floor and i might add you this is like 10 minutes in like these guys really got at it pretty quickly and now the referee that got beat up by chris jericho has had time enough to recover to be very pissed off at said chris jericho and he begins a 10 count in a no dq match like this guy is incensed and he wants that i feel like he just wanted this to be over with i think this ref was like legit pissed so you know kenny being the professional here's a ref counting and he starts getting Jericho over to the ringside area. He tosses him over the guardrail, but instead of just getting him right into the ring, he's like, oh yeah, I got an idea. So he goes for a vertical suplex over the guardrail, back out further to the floor, but Jericho's able to counter and delivers his own vertical suplex all the way to the guardrail, over the guardrail, all the way to the floor, closer to the ring. 
Jericho is able to get into the ring and break the count. And Kenny, Kenny didn't make, almost didn't make it. He almost didn't, didn't make it, but it's a 20 count. So he did have a little bit more time than usual, but it was about 18, 19 that Kenny Omega was able to finally recover enough to climb into the ring after that vicious spot with the suplex. And now they're just slugging it out. Kenny's halfway in the ring. He's getting, using the, Kenny's halfway in the ring, using the ropes to pull himself to his feet and Jericho comes out of nowhere with a right, and Kenny counters right back with a right of his own. Rights, lefts, really, really laying it thick. And then Kenny nails a vicious elbow. Jericho backs off the ropes. Kenny goes for the springboard. Jericho, still with plenty in the tank, does a real quick patented springboard drop kick right to the knee of Kenny Omega when Kenny Omega was on top of the top rope, causing Kenny to have a brutal fall right back into the ring. Sensing complete control, Jericho tosses Kenny Omega back outside of the ring and he goes for a powerbomb through a table that he had set up earlier, but Kenny is able to fight it off. But just a little bit as Jericho just spins around and power bombs him on the concrete floor like wow I didn't see that one coming either I was pretty surprised like normally that's not how it works in Jericho's old company but no it was fine this time it was it was a really brutal spot and it showed that they're saving that table they had set it up but they're still teasing it and you gotta love those little teases especially when they bring this vicious ass power bomb right to the floor now Jericho grabs a video camera and really creates his own photo shoot of Kenny Omega in pain. He could title it that, put some graphics on there. Kenny Omega in pain by Chris Jericho, cause ow. And it looked like it. I mean, the look on Kenny Omega's face said enough to me that damn, I mean, of course it hurt, but I think it was one of those, oh, that hurt more than I thought it was gonna. But with Jericho once again being the great professional wrestling heel that he is, he is buying his dude time to recover enough to take control because Jericho's messing around with a video camera in the middle of a professional wrestling match. But it wasn't enough to no avail, Kenny. He got Jericho to drop the camera, but that was it. He's still too beat up and Jericho once again takes control of this matchup. And this is really the story of this matchup. Jericho was in control the entire time. There were little spits and bouts and moments for Kenny Omega, but this was Jericho's match. It, it was truly the heel running the show and it really did a lot for Kenny Omega's career because man, that man can take a beating. And when you take a beating the way Kenny Omega does in this match from someone at the level of Chris Jericho, and it's not just me marking out for Chris Jericho like I always do. I mean, this, these are things that his peers say as well. So it's not just me. Anyway, back to the matchup that is Kenny Omega vs. Chris Jericho from Wrestle Kingdom 12 on this edition of the Bruce Cruise Podcast. Jericho delivers an elbow drop off the top rope. Cover. One, two. Kenny's still fighting. He kicks out at two and a half. Jericho has not done enough damage to defeat Kenny Omega. And it's quite surprising. 
um, especially for this guy. I mean, when I watched it the first time, not the second time, but when I first watched it, it was really my first time watching Kenny Omega, and I was a fan instantly. Not just because he's Canadian and from where Jericho's from and all that nonsense, but Kenny can go. Kenny is one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the world today. And yeah, that's about all I got to say about the Kenny Omega. And part of it's his comeback. His comebacks are really good. Like this dude just all of a sudden starts feeling the energy from the crowd. Hits a drop kick on Jericho on the middle rope. Flurry of rights, lefts, chops. Once again, short-lived. Jericho regains control, delivering a back elbow, which I do believe is a prelude to the Judas effect that he is using now because it's pretty close. I mean, he he had a plan, I think, and I've maybe watched some old matchups, that recently old matchups that he had had in Japan and decided where to go in a more MMA tradition for one of his finishers and just takes control back right away. But Kenny, Kenny, the resilient baby face, you can't beat me, you can't keep me down. Instead of hitting the mat after this back elbow, he runs back, bounces off the ropes and takes another drop kick for his troubles. And another thing that I noticed about Kenny Omega is he's a showman too. He's not just, he's a lot like Chris Jericho. Yeah, he's more athletic, more death-defying, if you will. But he's very good in the ring and on the microphone, and that's that's very rare. And Jericho, once again in control, he is now going for another lion salt, and he hits it. This time, he's just surveying the crowd. He's got this big old smile on his face because he's just had control the entire time. And goes for the cover. One, two... Kenny kicks out again, and once again, another big thing that people miss in wrestling psychology is Jericho did that for a reason. He did all the him and hawing and the smile for, yeah, I got him this time. Your heroes, he's done. It's over with. You know, you gotta, you give that little bit of time. It gives an excuse for recovery time. And that way you can kick out like like Kenny did and not just, oh, like it's a bigger deal. It was more of a mistake than a kick out. Like it was still a kick out, but it makes, oh, real life mistake. Oh, no. I do think after the Kenny Omega kick out that uh, Jericho attacked the referee because they were showing a replay of the lion salt. And then they come back to main camera and there's no referee to be found. I'm not sure because nobody said anything. I mean, they might have, but I, like I said, I was watching the Japanese commentators, so I have no idea what they were saying. So they might have told us, but they didn't tell me because I can't speak Japanese. Now we get the classic cocky pin of Chris Jericho. You guys know the one I'm talking about where he put one foot on the opponent's chest and does the little flex. Oh, yeah, come on, baby. Yeah, that that one, that one. He did that one to Kenny Omega. And of course, that was just trying to get some more heat. Of course, Kenny Omega kicks out of this. He's never beaten anybody with this, but it's just another one of those heel sticks. talk about the new era but it doesn't matter to me because i know what you really want and i'm gonna give it to you i'm gonna give you what you crave right now tonight i give you the gift of jericho drink it in man 
And now Jericho's using the ropes, trying to get at Kenny Omega because it is getting a little annoying for the now known lay champion. At this point, he figured he'd be able to, you know, put Kenny Omega away, you know, psychologically in match. But Kenny's ready for it. And this time, this might have been a spot. This might but not have. I don't know how they decided to call this matchup, but I really like how Kenny was able to hit a Frankensteiner or Hurricane Rana on Chris Jericho because Chris Jericho was running. He hit it because he was running. Like it's the little things. Yes, it's a show, and we already knew. You know, they already knew what they were gonna win. They had spots and this, that, and the other. But when you make it look real and things make sense, you get more because Jericho running it's going to be very difficult to counter a Frankensteiner into a walls of Jericho Jericho standing he can do that pretty easily but if he's running he's got to change he's got to stop his momentum and change gears completely so it was very good psychologically in that aspect and this Frankensteiner was fast it drove Jericho to the mat up to his feet and Kenny just clotheslines him right back to the outside all the way to the floor classic Royal Rumble stuff Kenny's feeling it you got the claps of the crowd and everybody's behind him it hits the ropes hits the ropes again tope suicida over the top rope to the floor where that pretty much where the entrance ramp meets the ringside area it was pretty far about as far as his other one but maybe a little further because he had a lot of speed and pops right back up like a good resilient baby face. Now he's finally, after all this time, Kenny Omega finally has control, gets Chris Jericho into the ring, delivers a face buster, jumping over Jericho's back to deliver the face buster. Now he's got Jericho again, figure fours his legs, picks him up, and delivers a vicious brain buster to his knee. I mean, he basically just cannonballed Chris Jericho's head right on the top of his knee. Then he hits Jericho with a V-trigger. Kenny goes for a second one, and Jericho's able to try to counter and stop his momentum and attempt another Walls of Jericho, but Kenny Omega rolls him up into one, two, nope, nope, Y2J kicks out, goes for a clothesline, Kenny kicks his arm, delivers a sudden, sudden knee, I mean, these knees are ridiculous from Kenny Omega sometimes, but a sudden knee right to the face, and Kenny goes for the snap and suplex, Jericho drops down, countering, rolls Kenny, and rolling Kenny Omega into position, and once again, for the third time, Kenny Omega has found himself in the walls of Jericho, and Kenny is just dragging at this point he's suffered so much abuse in this matchup and now he's dragging pulling trying to get to the ropes now it's it's, but there's nothing the ref can do jericho's refusing to break it this time he's not playing that game it's no dq he's not breaking the hold he doesn't care if the ref counts to five or fifty so now kenny's tearing at the apron i'm like what is he doing and he finds himself some hairspray or something and sprays jericho right in the face with it to get him to relinquish the walls of Jericho and now with Jericho blinded he shoves the referee right into Kenny Omega really irritating Kenny Kenny charges Jericho dodges throwing Kenny Omega right really irritating Kenny Omega and he charges at Chris Jericho but Jericho's got enough 
left in the tank to just move out of the way and push Kenny right into this chair set up in the in between the middle and top rope that Kenny actually set up himself and now he grabs him throws him again that's twice twice into the chair oh no oh a third time Chris Jericho throws Kenny a third time now he's just taunting the crowd he's got Kenny he's holding him holding his head and for a fourth time Kenny gets thrown into this chair and they were all pretty vicious Ooh, and that fourth one, that fourth one got him. Kenny's bleeding. I mean, it's definitely a blade job because good. I mean, it's ne- no one. Yeah, the hard way ones are always the best ones, but you're not, you're never going in trying to do hard ways. That's when you really get busted open. When you don't use a blade, but you hit something hard enough that you're bleeding from it. Those are normally the good ones. But this has just done nothing but incense Kenny Omega. So he hits a knee and he goes for a snapdragon. Nails it gets up nails Jericho again and goes for another one but Jericho's hitting him with multiple back elbows get off of me get off of me get off of me he immediately hits Jericho with a spinning heel kick picks him up for the one winged angel Jericho's fighting it off the intelligence of Kenny Omega is shown here because he just drops him down and hits Jericho with another snap dragon suplex Jericho rolls over to the corner. He obtains that chair that's already busted up Kenny Omega. And he smashes Kenny right in the face with it. He broke this chair. He hit him so hard. I mean, there had already been damage done to the chair, but he broke this thing. Now Jericho can can catch a breather because he was taking some offense from Kenny Omega. Kenny was really laying it in for on him. Jericho's to his feet first. He grabs the broken chair and just starts abusing Kenny Omega with it. Repeated, repeated shots to the lower, upper back, legs, arms. He's just hitting it. He climbs the top rope. Like how can you see Jericho climb the ropes with a weapon? But he's climbing the up the ropes with this chair and hits Omega right in the neck with it from the top rope. And now he's taunting the crowd again. He's got the chair high up in the air, taunting the crowd, going, yelling, Kenny, 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 Kenny. But once again, this is just a tactic to give Kenny time to recover. And now Jericho has another chair and he's climbing the top rope with it. Kenny is able to recover because of all Jericho's incessant, Kenny, 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 taunting the Japan crowd. Kenny is able to recover and deliver a pretty vicious drop kick to Jericho via the chair to the face that he was holding on to trying to take out Kenny Omega nearly sending Jericho right through that table he set up earlier in that matchup Jericho's got the top ropes he's got tight grip he took a hard chair shot but he's still got the tight tight grip on those ropes where he's able to pull himself up oh Kenny's coming v-trigger knee right to the face right to Chris Jericho while he was getting himself back up to the top rope, sending Jericho through the table that was set up on the outside, crashing to the concrete floor. Now Kenny's ready for it. He pops out succession knees, knee, knee. I think he gave him about three of them and then backs up and delivers another V-trigger knee, which are even more vicious. Transitions really quick into a butterfly pile driver. Covers Jericho. One, two. Nope, it was not enough. Jericho still has something left. Jericho sits up. Kenny runs, bounces off the ropes, and delivers another 
V trigger me. I mean, this one had some velocity. He like ran Chris Jericho over with this one setting Jericho up for the one winged angel, but he somehow rolls through putting Omega in the walls of Jericho for a fourth time. After all that damage he took, he's able to go ahead and counter in desperation, I am sure, but counter nonetheless, putting Kenny Omega in the walls of Jericho once again for the fourth time. And we even get to see the nice little Jericho finish. I mean, it wasn't the finish, but you guys have listened to this podcast enough to know that that, that's what I call the spot where you're in the walls of Jericho and you pull the ropes and Jericho pulls back to the center of the ring to try to cause the submission after the Jericho spot. He's able to, or I'm sorry, even after the Jericho finish, Kenny is still fighting through the excruciating pain that is the walls of Jericho. He gets to the ropes and Jericho relinquishes this time when Kenny gets to the ropes. But I think it was more of an exhaustion type because they were in the walls of Jericho for like 45 seconds. And anyone that knows, anyone that's ever put anybody in a submission hold knows how tiring that is. Whether it's predetermined or not, it takes energy to hold someone in place in a certain position the way you want them to be. Now both men climb to their feet. Jericho up first, of course. He's just waiting for Kenny to get up hit him with that code breaker. Jericho's going for it. Omega shoves him off. Hits another knee to the face real quick. Shoves him off and then hits him right in the face with a knee. It was like a flash coming out of the corner. Jericho's up for the one-winged angel. Omega hits it. He hit it. He finally hit it. And Omega bounced. He hit this so viciously. One. Two. No, it's not enough because Jericho was too close to the ropes. The veteran that he is, he grabbed the bottom rope, nullifying the pinfall. Jericho's almost done here. I mean, he is prone, lying in the middle of the ring, and Kenny climbs to the top. And as soon as he gets up there, Jericho gets up, shoves his knees, causing Kenny Omega to fall on the turnbuckle. And now Jericho's back in control, going for the Frankensteiner from the top rope. And Kenny drops down forcing Jericho face first into the top turnbuckle. He's got Jericho up for his patented somersault Samoan drop. And then he hits Jericho with the springboard dropkick. Jericho rolls through, hits Omega with a code breaker. For all, for all of Omega's troubles, he got hit with that code breaker. One, two, it's still not enough. Kenny Omega kicks out again. And now Jericho's had it. He's had it. He's had Kenny Omega in the walls of Jericho four times. He's hit the code breaker. He's just had enough. Zoo goes to another chair, places it on the prone Kenny Omega, going for another lion salt, this time onto a chair that is on Kenny Omega to cause even more damage. But Kenny gets to his feet, throws the chair at Jericho. As Jericho's springboarding off to try to do the lion salt, completely halting his momentum, Omega comes up from behind him, puts him on his shoulders. He is set up for the one winged angel, hits it. One, two, three, and Kenny Omega defeats Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom 12, retaining his IWGP United States Championship. And that was a marathon of a match. Just wow. It was really a breakout match for Kenny Omega because there were so many. He was already a star in Japan. 
but there were so many new eyes on him because of the man he shared the ring with that day. And I, like I said earlier, I was an instant Kenny Omega fan. And Bruiser Nation, we have come to the end of this week's excursion. Next week, we're going to check out another New Japan classic, Jericho vs. NATO. Also, don't forget to check out Bruiser Nation Productions on Facebook and YouTube. We got all kinds of stuff on there. Got, well, basically, Facebook is pushing the Bruce Cruz podcast right now. But YouTube, we have Bruce Control Vlog Series. We got Lego builds on there. We got a couple of live game, not live game streams. But we got some game streams on there. And, you know, we're just building a brand here, guys. We're just trying to find a new way of life, if you will. Visit anchor.fm slash Jason McCarthy if you would like to donate and help the Bruise Cruise podcast grow. In turn, help Bruiser Nation Productions grow. We'll try to get some merch, special edition videos. But until next week, Bruiser Nation, stay good.